The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 69. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's certainly appropriate. Well, well, what do you mean? Well, with all the naughty leaking going on. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. He done gone and started playing the P sound effects. Damn it. No, come on now. All right, now, Lefty. Well, I think it's all very apropos, as I said, because, well, now we know what Trump likes to do in his off time. <laughs> oh, damn it. That ain't true. Ain't none of it true. It's fake news. Fake news. Fake news is when Hillary was portrayed as a criminal. Well, no, that was pretty well documented. So is this. BuzzFeed published it. And even they said it's unverified. Well, yeah, they sure did. Uh, And then, of course, CNN kind of sort of dipped their toes into this, too. And they're all crap. They're all fake news. It's official. It came from the president himself. He's not president yet. He will be. Oh, God help us. Yeah, well, uh, so, yeah, CNN's on the Trump shit list, too, now, so... Yes, I saw that. This horrible display of disrespect to the press. Because, I mean, my God, without the press speaking truth to power, where would we be? Oh, my God. Yeah, let's take a look at that press conference. Do we have to? Yeah, we, we do. So let's, uh, let's, let's give a listen to that. And since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Mr. President-elect, no, since you are attacking our news organization, can you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question? Bully is what that is. Can you state, He don't have to answer his questions if he don't want to, damn it. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Boy, talk about that pot calling the kettle black. Jeez, Louise. Can you stay categorically? Yeah. Oh, no, he called it. Yeah. Yeah, you fake news, CNN. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, did I love every minute of that. God damn it's a bad I will not sit here and remain silent in the face of this celebration of an attack on one of our country's greatest institutions. And that's the freak. Press to, as I said earlier, speak truth to power. Yeah, I mean, Obama was never this disrespectful to the press. Left it. Come on. Damn, now I done oh. heard it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid we're going to have to agree with Red on this one. Look, oh, please. Like as if you could show an example. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Lefty. Uh, I have another video clip for us to watch. A little little montage of days gone by. Well, this ought to be good. It is the the right thing to do. Excuse me, sir. It's not time for questions, The being rude. And the CNN guy wouldn't? Come on. This bears no 
full comparison to what Trump just did. And besides, the whole concept of someone is with the power of the presidency being rude and, and, and antagonistic toward an entire news organization just because they disagree or are critical of him is wrong, wrong, always wrong. Oh, is that right? Well, uh, let's see what we got here. If you talk to somebody who said, well, I don't know, I was watching Fox News and they said this horrible. Good, affordable health care might seem like a fanged threat to the freedom. Exactly. Thank you. American people on Fox News. Yes. On a regular basis. It is a constant menu. They will find like folks who make me mad. Exactly. If I watch Fox News, I wouldn't vote for me. Look, if I watch yes. Fox News, I wouldn't vote for me either. Right. 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 Because, yeah. You know, you've got this screen, this funhouse mirror through which uh, people are receiving information. Uh, look, those are legitimate concerns he had. Oh, well, this is just a waste of time. Could have told you, Nelson. Could have told you. But do you ever listen to me? Hardly ever. Nope, nope, nope. Well, when you think about it, uh, BuzzFeed kind of gave uh, Trump a, a, a little favor here. What? Yeah, uh, because the story is so absurd and ridiculous that uh, he kind of comes out as the underdog here. I mean, the left, uh, I mean, with Trump, like I've always said, he's a bit of an asshole and kind of a a goofy guy. And what? Now, goddamn, hang on a minute, Red. And uh, you wouldn't think that anyone could uh, make an asshole clown like Trump look like the adult in the room. Well, thanks to people like BuzzFeed and what have you and the rest of the left, yeah, the left found a way. They found a way to make uh, Trump the adult in the room. I, this is absurd. I just don't know how much more that I can stand, Nelson. Yeah. You have, you, 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 your closed-mindedness uh-huh. is, is just too much to bear. Yeah, you're going to have to because it's my show. Uh, but I'm not the only one who thought this. And oddly enough, this forces me to give some rare praise to... Um, NBC News. What? You, what? Yeah, listen, uh, I got another clip here that we're going to sit together and watch, and I think it'll it'll explain things. Ah, this is amazing times we're living in, isn't it? Oh, my God, how could this be? Well, it's worse than that, Red, because uh, it's not just NBC News. It's actually MSNBC. Oh, my God, what in the world is hell frozen over? Well, I kind of wondered that myself, Red, and I'm <laughs> uh, not entirely certain. But uh, this took place on uh, Chuck Todd's show, which is his, uh, what is it, his weekly version of Meet the Press, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, uh, Chuck Todd uh, interviewed uh, the editor of BuzzFeed, Ben Smith. Okay, I want you to explain this sentence. Publishing this dossier reflects how we see, referring to yourself, the job of reporters in 2017. That makes, the, makes me think this is a decision you would, have, you would not have made the same decision in the pre-Trump era. Yeah, oh, because no, that I'm was the really Obama era. Pre-Trump era, it's more the yeah, pre-internet no. era. I mean, I think there was an era, and I think there are reasons for us to be nostalgic for it, reasons for us to have issues with it, where we bit. could yeah. act as gatekeepers, where we could say... You know what? Crazy people are claiming that Barack Obama's birth certificate is forged, but we're not going to worry about that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, Red, that was kind of stupid. That was at first. Fooled me. These things spread, and you have to engage them. And I think, I think there there was an era when you you would 
when you would be the gatekeeper for information, you would say to, and you would say to your audience, trust us, we're keeping things from you, we have lots of secrets we're not telling you, but you should trust us. I think you could say that was a good era. You could say that was a bad era. That the is not the of absolute era. crap. So I guess I would. I mean, I think that, so there were. <laughs> what the hell? And in that context, I'd mm -hmm. say there were really two reasons that we that we did decide to publish this. And we like like many other organizations had had it for weeks. Had mm -hmm. reporters in Europe and the United States right. weeks. trying to stand up I think or this not went on for months. specific details. Um, there and. But this was a document that was not just circulating at the highest levels of the intelligence community, the most powerful intelligence officials in the country, referring to it in briefings exactly. to the President of the United States, yes. President-elect, reportedly. Very high-important um, people, unlike the, the rest of us pissheads, you know, were seeing this, and that makes it important just by the virtue that they saw it first. It, right? And I think, and we're not, and not, didn't just have it, we're starting to act on it. Harry Reid had written a letter referring to it. And I think yeah, have Harry Reid, what a bastion of truth that is. Well, yeah. Oh, the way our elected leaders are acting. Yeah, but Mitt Romney never paid any taxes, yet he remains so free. How does that work? Once, though, well, it emerges, as it did last night, that in the public conversation that there is this secret document floating around full of dark allegations that we will not repeat to you, yes. that I feel like in this era you really have to show your readers what that is in an appropriate context right. in our original report i mean if you read what we yeah. wrote it stressed that there were th that there were so we're going to start publishing those stories about a, obama being gay and had that gay roommate um, and all that kind of stuff are we going to do that responsibility in the readers but at the, at the same time what? Um, yeah, it's just this crazy crap that floats around out there it's not true but not people say it so i guess you have to report it you are you you Wait a Did minute. You, do you I'm just now hearing this. You mean to tell me he was gay all that time? <laughs> no. Just shut up, Rand. Just watch the damn video. Balance that everybody in our business navigates every day. But you're there not publishing a false. You're not publishing. You are quoting people saying. I understand, but you're did you publish a false say, birth certificate? You are, you, you, we certainly quoted the president of the elect of the United States making false claims about it. And years ago, we debated whether we should <laughs> quote regular citizens in Iowa saying. You know, I don't believe his birth certificate. And I remember us yeah, See, they got first, Trump on this one here because he stupidly saying, pushed that birth you know certificate what, this has become thing. Exactly, which just goes to show how insane the man is. What? What? They're what? Factors Damn, in this Two against ones with this in. Brad, come on. No. I'm tired of Trump getting peed on while he likes that. Oh, God damn it. All right, settle down. But you just published fake news. We just published a dossier. No, I think that's a really... Why is that not a fake? Why is that an unfair <laughs> See? description? I think people love to Even throw Chuck the term Todd agrees with Trump. To, to, to diminish anything <laughs> they don't like. No! But I think this was a real story about a real document <laughs> hey, that was really being passed around between the very top officials of this country. Well, and there is says, okay, to this. It's okay for you, to Chuck Todd, to see this document. It's okay for me to see it. Okay for John McCain. Exactly. Okay for the CIA. What's, why is it not okay for your audience? Or why is it like which of why your audience can't members? We are you know the truth it because and it isn't true. Are, I mean, they have a reputation to maintain as a source of truth. But if they're just going to publish fairy tales, they're not a very reliable source, are they? Like nonsense. What? It seems to me there. There. It's almost if you're saying there was. There was only two choices you had here: not publish or publish. <laughs> there is a gray area. I understand this idea in this day and age that, that there are many readers that feel as if proof. Show me that you have the goods. There is such thing as redaction. And you could have redacted. There are, you could have there are, said, here it yeah, is. Yeah, they could have you know uh, deducted. You didn't um, do many. You did very, very yeah, few. That. And in some oh, cases, God. not enough as far as even, I, I believe, one of, one of the people who contributed to it. So um, 
why not do that? Why not go that middle ground? I understand. Because that's not going to smear Trump enough. You've got to throw this pissing thing out there so that it'll CNN stick with enough people who will believe it. To say, that's why they to do this do shit. What you just do, which is, hey, this is out there. We know that this report exists. It's a dossier. It's unverified information. Stop. I think that there is obviously a spectrum in a lot of decisions, and I think reasonable people can really disagree about where you do that. To me, to say, as some, of, as some organizations did, there is a secret document, here is our summary of it, we are going to protect your eyes from it, mm-hmm. is, an unha- exactly. is, is very difficult to explain. Or maybe Thank you, Mrs. Smith. You're, so you're allowed to take... Yeah, you know, that Ben Smith guy does kind of sound like you, I, mean, I guess our what? impulse, and I think, the, <laughs> yeah, is to that show one. the audience the underlying document, let them make their own decisions, and, and, and respect them to... to Besides, to, to, to be you're that fat. I didn't say he looked like you, I just said he sounded like you. You know, kind of. To turn into laziness. I mean, the job of the reporters is we're we're doing our best to find truth. Okay. Boy, At the end of the day, it's the best is just truth we can nailing have. the head on this. And, and you are you are we had an you made a knowingly dis- you made a knowing decision to put out an untruth. If we or at least something you had proven truth. Yeah. He did. If we He's sitting right there. Dossier, he knows there it's not, not public, proven. If there had not been a public conversation about secret documents that no one was allowed to see. Mm-hmm. We, we, we would have because it was irresponsible, did, because it's not true. They couldn't prove any of it, so they thought, out. well, I mean, let's don't you. put that when out there. you get there. a tip, when you get an anonymous document, you know, as we do every day at BuzzFeed News, as we, when we, you know, but well, why aren't you? It, look, See, kind of like you, Go down that logical <laughs> road. You're getting no. a lot of unsubstantiated sources on there. Why aren't you reporting all of your unsubstantiated sources? Why in <laughs> this particular case? Yeah, like some of those I listed earlier about Obama. Because it's crap. On a personal report about me or about or some other piece of gossip, we would, I think, we would feel a compulsion to, to By the way, print it's, that document. It's not confirmed that he was definitely briefed on. <laughs> I know. This I document. saw your report on that. Okay, we it have was, not. It had done been reported. That. It was reported last night. I realized that. Did that you guys make an effort to confirm whether or not he actually was briefed on this? And would that have made a decision difference in your decision? We did a lot. Of, we did a lot of reporting about the extent to which this was. <laughs> this was widely. That's not a yes. At the highest level, but I do think there was also a, big, a report last night that was part of that. We so, all of that in conclusion here, Chuck no, Dodd did uh, round it out pretty she good when he it's said this was lazy. Because yes, the guy period. is lazy. I you think, agree with her? I think that we are now in a media environment where you have to engage in false rumor statements. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I, th- I think if it's we find we bullshit, have to, we, we have to engage have the luxury. Where the, and where the well, don't media, do my voice saying that. Don't think I said it. Oh, sorry, Lefty. Wow, there is all of this crazy stuff on the Internet. We're not going to touch it. We're going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kind of let it spread. And I think Exactly. Going to let it spread like the boo it is. Show your God, you always got to do that. When does the line Hey, it is what it is. I think that you're absolutely right that there's... Thank you. You can he wasn't saying you were right. I mean, I'm not sure that you would say that the effect of pub- that the effect of publishing this has made people think it's more credible. By the way, do you believe? Do you think that? No, but do you believe that you have? I think um, there's something to it. Exactly, Lefty, and that's why he published it for you. I think well, that was very considerate. Reckon with the reality that we've got to engage information that is out there, true and false. Do our best to verify it and be as transparent as we can. Do your best to smear a decent, good businessman. It's incredibly uncomfortable thing, oh, I think. Please. I, I realize Are you still comfortable with this are, decision? Or oh, absolutely. You, I think this was exa- absolutely the Yeah, right he's thing. never going to say, uh, you know what, I screwed right. up. <laughs> we I should have rethought on, this. That's not going to happen. The clock keeps ticking. But anyway, that's because he didn't screw up, Nelson. He was sharing truths that some people think we're just too fragile to hear. Oh, my God, his sharing poo is all it was. 
They didn't poo on Trump. They peed on. All right. Jeez Louise. Uh, but like I said, uh, uh, Chuck Todd referring to this whole activity as lazy. Yeah, I think that sums it up. So good for Chuck. Well, at least I've lived long enough to hear those words. But, I mean, come on. Whether or not certain documentation can be completely verified, I think we all know in our hearts that the overall narrative of the monstrosity that is Donald J. Trump is true. I mean, well, just just, just these past weeks, we've seen the confirmation hearings on uh, his cabinet picks. I mean, the man is trying to put a racist... What? In charge of the Justice Department. I mean, it's outrageous. Lefty, if it wasn't for outrage, what would you do, you know? Oh, please. I mean, you can't blow this one away, Mr. Nelson, because we know he's a racist because Senator Cory Booker said so. What? Oh, I mean, he wouldn't say something like that if it wasn't true. Oh, the hell he wouldn't. He's a politician, so you damn right he'd lie. What? Well, I'm afraid Red's got a point here, Lefty, because oh, uh, it's funny you should mention Senator Booker, because uh, less than a year ago, uh, he had a different uh, attitude towards uh, Senator Sessions. What? Well, let's roll that tape. And so this is truly one of my life's greatest moments. I am humbled to be able to participate here in paying tribute to some of the extraordinary Americans whose footsteps paved the way for me and my generation. I feel blessed and honored to have partnered with Senator Sessions in being the Senate sponsors of this important award. But, yeah, yeah. How about that, Lefty? That's... That's just being nice at some ceremony. You mean to tell me he's going to be nice and make all kind of sweet little chit-chat with a racist? Come on! It's time to move on, because I think, uh, since we're watching videos for this particular episode, uh, I brought one for us to view, and I think we can all learn a powerful lesson from it. A video? Yes, yes, a video. Oh, my God, is it a porno? Oh, man, that'd be just great, because it is episode 69. No! Damn it! No, quite the opposite, actually. We're going to learn about certain lessons that we, as white people, need to know. Because even when we're trying to do good, we end up doing bad. Oh, jeez. Oh, just sit back and watch. Hi, y'all. This is another video I'm doing in a series with Everyday Feminism. Oh, God, you might as well stop it right now. No, Red, sit down and listen. You're going to put up with this. Why it's a problem. So a white savior is a common trope used in books, films, and as a way of interpreting actual history. Yes. It's also a perspective shared by many white people. It's white heroes, Mr. Nelson. So in the simplest terms... Uh, it's when a white character or person rescues people of color from their oppression. So the white savior is portrayed as the good one, the one that we're meant to identify with. As we walk so if they don't save them, they're good? And they usually good? learn lessons about themselves along the way. <laughs> Stop. There are many problems with this kind of narrative, some of which I'll go over. For instance, <laughs> Did you just hear it yourself? racializes morality by consistently... Making us consistently identify with the good white person, saving the non-white people who are given much less of an identity in these plot lines. 
It also frames people of color as being unable to solve their own problems. It implies that they always need saving and that white people are the only ones competent enough to save them. And this is very obviously untrue, and it's a harmful message to relay. And even when white people are positioned as bad white people, like in a slavery film, we're still also almost always positioned as the exceptional good white people. Um, the ones who help black people. I don't know of any slavery movies that depict the white and slavery instance, guys as being good. Well, it's probably some of the white people that aren't slavery people, like the abolitionists and whatnot. Yeah, but that's true. The abolitionist movement was a lot of white people. That's beside the, the point. Is that it you know, it kind of is. That her narrative isn't exactly correct. Their own leaders, and they're not being yeah, saved no, by white people. It also exoticizes I gotta the young say, she people is pretty and cute. positions them yeah, as being yeah, she's automatically for broken I mean, I, and not crazy for that weird hair, dude. But, where they live or but uh, they I could ignore it. Oh, God, you, I also you wanted to animals have to go there. Being a white savior in your own life. So as white people, we can very easily slip into this role, even if we yes, have good intentions. So, so, so think of all hard. those pictures of you or your white friend on a volunteering trip to Africa, exactly. surrounded by smiling black children in the center, positioned as the hero. Yes. That's largely what these trips so amount to. So it's shameful to, so to help people to in need. Not Americanize one's surroundings it, by teaching English. If you're white, Western you're acting like your whiteness is special but to be or this, something. Embody this white savior that. that we've internalized from the narrative trope well, that I just Well, maybe they're discussed. just thinking, I want to so help again, some people. Even if your intentions on this trip were pure and good, you can still recreate a harmful trope, nonetheless. Exactly. And this also applies to white teachers who are eager to enter mm. these racialized yes. or low-income schools oh, and live just, out just the narratives that they've change. seen in movies like Freedom we Riders or similar I wasn't talking about how so pretty she is. So we assume that we can bring these life-changing revelations about their potential, reveal to these children the possibilities of a better life. We, white people, tend to overlook our saviorism. We exactly. want to be heroes. Stop being saviors. So just let them go to hell? Ultimately, though, going it's to not up to you whether they go to hell or not. Or well, hey, you may have a point there. What? what? Yeah. Uh, it's not really a white people's and responsibility to, to uh, guide people of color. It's people of color to figure it out there for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see there. That's not the point she's making. Well, in a roundabout way, she is. So uh, all these uh, lefty people like you, lefty, uh, need to just back off and uh, stop demanding uh, things like, oh, I don't know, affirmative action, you know. Uh, what? No! How dare you? That is outrageous! You're just ruining the whole film. And I just, I worked very hard researching and looking for something that we could use and learn from, and you're trashing it. Oh, God, he's not going to start crying, is he? Probably. Instead of consulting Muslim women about this matter that truly only concerns them or affects them, white feminists have long assumed that we know what they want and it's to be liberated and the movies tell me i'm the one to do it yeah i mean it's so white really of white women to think that media, uh, women in the muslim world uh, don't want their genitals to be mutilated and they don't want to be kept as property and they don't want to be wrapped up in these hot ass tarps while walking around the desert no no how white of women to think that these women see that as some sort of enslavement in a low-income yeah. area 
of a big city oh, or a rural yeah, African country. You've really got a problem with Islam, Mister Nelson. They you have really their own do. voices. I got a problem with enslaving women. Yeah. They know what's best for them. Oh, the white oh yeah, like you are the one that's going to be a champion for the rights of women. Please. And when that's what we see, we fail to recognize the very complex and varied identities of people of color. So let's stop assuming that we can save everyone and listen to the matters that well, actually that, that logic, them. how could you know? We can help, I mean, but we don't. You're as white as we are, so. I hope that was helpful. So, so what you know, sweet. huh? And Why do you always got to point things like that out? Because true, it's right there, right there in front of us. Well, that was just really great, there, Lefty. Thanks for the uh, the the show there. But I'm not finished. You know, uh, we had to say goodbye to Barack Obama because he had his farewell address. Yeah, yeah, where he lied. But I'll deal with that later. Oh, you will? Well, hmm. And then, of course, the glorious Michelle Obama. She recently, we had to say goodbye to her, too. It's sad, but, oh, what a magnificent role model for young women. The first lady, Michelle Obama. Oh, my God, all we're going to remember from her is those Crappy lunches she forced her kids to eat. Uh, they were nutritious meals in a desperate attempt to fight the wave of obesity that's captured America. And, you know, no good deed goes unpunished is what that is. Oh. Yeah, she also uh, did a, quite a few expensive trips just for fun. Uh, she's getting quite a lot of cash for her organizations in Chicago. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, n not very fond of the lady, no. But, uh, yeah, she is going away, so we can all say goodbye. Well, I've written a piece about my own goodbye to the Obamas, and I'd like to recite it now. Well, we're running a little late here. We're kind of going over it. We, no, I, 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 no, I, I worked on this, and I, no, I want to read it. It won't take long. Well, we're out of time, Lefty. We're going to yeah. take a little break. Maybe I'll fit it in later. Well, you promise? Yeah, sure. What? I never get to do none of my projects. What the hell? Do you have a project ready? Well, no. Well, there you go. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. When you see the girl, I want Movie to director Robert J. Emery scores again with The Bittersweet Night. It's, it's something that builds inside you. All the feelings, love, passion, the need for intimacy. The Bittersweet Night, a night of erotic pleasure. The Bittersweet Night is a film you must see. When I direct... I think there's nothing more beautiful on the screen than young, tanned bodies melting into one being. The Bittersweet Night. The photography by Nicholas Boris is breathtaking. I feel you touch. Touch. Now. The Bittersweet Night. Passions bursting into fire and hatred. Passions burning into love. The Bittersweet Night. A night of erotic pleasure. I want my audience. I want you personally to feel what's happening. You must see The Bittersweet Night. Positively for adults only. Rated X. 
Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. How come everybody always says you might catch a cold? Isn't it more accurate that the cold catches you? (laughs) I don't know. I was just wondering. Anyway, here's a little short film on colds. It's filled with runny noses, coughs, sore throats, and all the stuff we all love about the common cold. Now, if you get sick after watching this one, don't blame me. I just told you that this film is all about getting sick. (laughs) Warning, the Surgeon General is not amused about this short film. Yes, when you want to see films like this and others with my witty commentary and clever little sound effects, <laughs> you need only head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson. N-E-I-L-S-I-N. It's just that simple. And you can look up this particular new film called Nelson Riffs Sniffles and Sneezes. <laughs> there you can see the trailer and simply download for a mere 90 cents oh my goodness can it be true yes yes it is so head over to selfie.com slash nelson and get cracking on those clever little films with me yes uh, this is Bubo from night night Uh, And you're listening to The Mr. Nelson Show. Cityopolis, a city of crime and corruption. And in order to stab at the very heart of said crime and corruption, one must go down deep underneath the very belly of that crime. Yes, into the very bowels of the city itself. Which is why our hero, Night Knight, finds himself in the bottom of the sewers of Cityopolis as he searches out a means to get the info and the secrets of Cityopolis crime. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. And I will make this bold, selfless sacrifice in pursuit of my night-night crusade. Yes. I can't depend on Charles Wetman for all the information I need in order to pursue the crime of Cityopolis because I can't blackmail the entire police department. So, I will simply have to find all the information on my own. And by doing that, I should set up a surveillance system through the sewer system of Cityopolis to find the deep, dark, dirty secrets of the citizens of Cityopolis. 
Yeah, this right here, this pipe system comes from the Winthrop home. Yes, the Winthrops. One of the wealthiest families of Cityopolis. And then John Winthrop. He's an asshole with a capital A. I've no real evidence that he's involved in any criminal dealings, but just to make sure my surveillance should clear his name or reveal deep, dark, dirty secrets of Winthrop. And at that moment, in the bathroom of the Winthrop home... John? John? What is it, Edith? Hurry up and get off the throne, ma'am. We're already late for the charity circus. And we're the chief sponsors, after all. Oh, all right. Just give me a moment more. No, we have to go now. Oh, damn. I suppose I could just pinch off. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. oh. But then, down below in the sewer system, where Night Knight is setting up his surveillance equipment. What the hell? What's that? Oh, oh no, oh no! And so the masked marvel finds himself covered head to toe in Winthrop shit, along with several other Gotham citizens. And so he gives up the whole idea. And then later, at the luxurious apartment above the luxurious club night. Hey, what's that stink? Wait a minute. The secret door is opening. Whoa, night-night. Oh, Smedley. I'm gonna need you to clean the night-night suit. Oh, man, I don't know if I can. It looks like a lost cause. I mean, it looks and smells like it's covered in, well, uh... Yeah, like it's covered in shit. And that's because it is. I told you earlier, I had a expedition to explore in the sewers of Cityopolis. Oh, man, I told you not to do that. Damn. Oh, God damn, that stinks. I don't know if we're going to be able to get that out of there. And to tell you the truth, it's going to take a week or two for you to get it off of you. Well, that's no problem. I'll just take the week off. Yeah, but you can't, man. Remember? You got a date tonight with Nicky Nail for that uh, that, that charity circus event. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? I don't know. I guess you're just going to have to cancel. No, 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 I can't. I've already canceled so many other previous engagements. Because of the burden of my night-night crusade. Oh, why, oh, why must I bear this terrible burden of night-night? It leaves me so lonely. When quit the shit? Damn, you've been doing this for a year. When's it going to end? Never, Smedley. I can never abandon my night-night crusade. Oh, shit. Well, I guess I'll just have to pile on the cologne. Oh, man, no, no, don't do that. That ruined this. Ah, shut up, Smedley. Thirty minutes later, the doorbell rang. I went to see who it was. And guess what? There she stood. Yes, Nikki Nail. And let me tell you, she had a body that just sort of stood there and made you want to get her drunk so you could get laid up. And that's exactly what I intended to do. Good evening, Miss Nail. May I say, you look 
ravishing tonight. Um, I... Hi, <coughs> Lyle. I... What... What does it smell? Oh, uh, that, 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 that's, uh... Well, uh, the neighbors. They're, uh, having a new septic tank put in. <coughs> no, 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 I didn't mean that. I mean, your cologne. It's too much. No. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she had quite a body. But let me tell you, that body had a mouth. A mouth with opinions. It really put a damper on the evening. But then later, at the charity circus... Oh, wow, look at all the animals. They're great. All that means is a good chance you'll step your foot in crap. Oh, uh, uh, well... Oh, look! The clowns are coming! Oh, God, I can't stand clowns. Everyone likes clowns, Lyle. Well, not me. Oh, hey, there's the guy who owns this circus. I'd better go put in a good word in, after all. I put in a lot of Richmond cash into this shindig. And, uh, I'm not gonna just do that and not get credit for it. Oh, wait, he's talking to some other guy I don't recognize. I'll catch up with him later. So, pups, you gonna buy some butto insurance or not? You get out of here, 20 butto. I don't deal with your kind of scum. You're gonna regret this. So, boss, what do you want us to do with this circus boy? I want you to go settle up with the circus manager, that really sprung guy. Yeah, he told me this circus on him was going to be good for business. Turns out, not so much. Tony Butthole don't like being sent on a wild goose chase. So, yeah, you boys settle up with him. Then you make it look like an accident. Okay, boss. Hey, that bastard walked right past me act like he didn't even know me. Oh, now he's talking to the Winthrops. <laughs> oh no, Edith. It's Lyle Richmond. Let's just move along hurriedly. I don't want to have any contact with that bastard. After all, his business dealings have crapped on me in more ways than I can't remember. Crapped on him? <laughs> Asshole! He's crapped on me in more ways than he knows. What? What do you mean, Lyle? What? what? Well, uh, never mind. Oh, look! They're starting the parade! Come on, let's go see! What? No, come on. Let's just go get our seats. No. My God. Watching her jiggle that immaculate body all over the circus grounds drove me crazy. Couldn't help but imagine what it would be like to have that amazing cheek action bouncing on me. Lyle, Lyle, what are you doing just standing there staring? It's time to go get our seats. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I'd like to get her seat. Unfortunately, once inside the circus tent, Lyle Richmond's massive cologne cloud causes one of the other guests to break out an allergic reaction, resulting in hives and anaphylactic shock. However, the circus is also a carnival, and so in a desperate move to save his evening with Nikki Nail, Lyle takes her on a tour of the carnival events. One such event is the Wolf Boy exhibit. Come on, come on, everybody. Come on, come on. Step right up. Come on, take your shot. Take your shot to sink the Wolf Boy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Wolf Boy. His parents were murdered by bears in the wilderness, but the baby was raised by a pack of wolves. He's more animal than man. Now, watch him as he shrieks and screams as one of your balls thrown at the target may dump him into this giant tub of water. 
Hey, come on, come on. Hey, how about you, sir? How about you? You think you got a shot to sink, wolf boy? Come on, sir. Impress your girlfriend there. Come on. Now, ten bucks. Ten bucks for a ball. You can sink, wolf boy. Well, might as well, huh? Yeah, all right. Here we go, Nikki. Watch this. Oh, that's too bad, sir, but there's plenty more balls where that came from. Take another shot. Come on, come on. Stupid dick. Damn it, dick. I mean, damn it, dick. Keep your mouth shut, stupid. You're supposed to be a wolf boy. Oh, 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 right. Yeah, sorry. Don't say sorry. Just do your damn job. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. That's what I just say. God damn your mother. Why'd you have to be such a pro-lifer? All right, come on, sir. Give it another shot. Come on, don't be defeated by Wolf Boy. All right, we'll make it another go. And so, $50 later... But suddenly, something goes wrong as the tub containing the wolf boy rips open, sending him into the crowd. Meanwhile, the massive gallons of water pour onto the stage where Willie Sprung and his wife Chase Sprung, wolf boy's real parents, are ruthlessly and hideously electrocuted. God, what a mess. This, this is horrible. I gotta get my camera out as soon as possible and start taking pictures. What? Why would you do that? Lyle, have you already forgotten? I'm a photojournalist, and I document the news, and this is news. Um, yeah, well, whatever. Everybody back off. Just back off and don't touch anything. And don't touch them. Don't touch them! Heard you the first time, pal. You don't have to warn me. There's no way in the hell I'm going to be touching that steaming pile of barbecued crap. <laughs> Lyle! Hey, just call on I can see it. Yes, but their son's right next to us. He, he can hear what you're saying. Come on. Oh. Yeah, man. Sorry, buddy. Oh, my God! Chase! Chase is still alive! She's trying to say something. What is it, Chase? What? Who? Lyle? Lyle, is there a Lyle Richmond here? Is there a Lyle Richmond? She's calling for a Lyle Richmond. What? Uh, yeah, I, I'm Lyle Richmond. Sir, she's trying. She wants to speak to you. Uh, boy, do I have to get close? Cause, jeez, I can smell the stench from here. Sir? Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. All right. All right. All right. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh wait a minute. Did you say your name was Chase Sprung? Yeah, it is. Where do I know that name from? I, uh, well, anyway. Miss Sprung, what is it you want to tell me? Lyle. Dick. I need dick. What the hell is this all about? Crazy old... Wait. Wait a minute. Now I remember where I know her from. Chase Sprung was my babysitter when I was a child. Wow. Small world. All right, break it up, break it up, break it up. Come on, come on, move along. This is a police matter. None of you people here were involved. You need to move along. Sir, are you a witness to this? Well, yes, I... I Detective what? what? What are you doing here? What? How do you know my name? Hey, Whitman! That there's Lyle Richmond. He owns Club Night. Oh, yeah? 
a local celebrity. And as the police do their preliminary investigation of the scene, Lyle Richmond remains behind to give his input on what he witnessed, and Nikki Nail stays behind to get the story. Okay, Mr. Richmond, you and Miss Nail are free to go, but I want to give you my card because I'm going to need to stay in touch with you as we continue investigating this homicide case. What? Homicide? That's right. Our preliminary investigation shows that some sort of sabotage was conducted here on the uh, tank. Also, it appears the stage was recently rewired to deliver the lethal voltage that resulted in the deaths of Mr. and Mrs. Sprung. Also, since Dick Sprung will be in your custody, we're hoping you'll keep him safe from whoever was wanting the Sprungs to suffer injury. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you mean Dick Sprung will be in my custody? How'd that happen? Well, it appears the, those last words that Miss Sprung was trying to give you, we tracked down the other employees. Plus, I just got word from records that the birth certificate of Dick Sprung lists your father, Thomas Richman, as his father. Dick Sprung's your half-brother, Mr. Richmond. What? Is this true? Is the cheap carnival act wolf boy secretly the half-brother of one Lyle Richmond, who is in reality night-night? Tune in next episode to find out. has been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Well, as mentioned earlier, Obama gave his farewell address, and in doing so, he lied. <laughs> No surprise there. He made quite a few claims here and there that just, you know, weren't, you know, I mean, our capacity to change is our greatest exceptionalism in America. No, it's our fundamental uh, foundations of individual freedom and limited government. But, of course, Obama doesn't believe in that. As expressed in his uh, other great signature uh, achievement, which was the health care, which, well, uh, that's top-down force, because uh, you're forced to purchase uh, health insurance, which is the whole backbone of his plan, um, uh, or else, you know, there's penalties for that. And uh, that's not exactly believing in ordinary people, as he also claimed. Uh, of course, he said he created a thriving economy. Uh, well, if you just ignore the amounts of people that are... Uh, underemployed, as they refer to it. Uh, basically, if you're no longer eligible for unemployment insurance, well, we just count that as employed. Well, it, no, you're not employed. You're just not counted anymore. So now the uh, the numbers by which you can uh, derive your numbers of full employment from uh, shrink, and so then you can claim that as an increase. And it's also important to stipulate that part-time and temporary work is not full-time. Ah, uh, the Cuba thing. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I made a deal there with uh, the Castro regime, the uh, horrible, murderous regime that's done terrible things for several decades. But uh, the, uh, the argument being that uh, maintaining embargoes and what have you just hadn't shown any results. 
So you can make that argument. But then on the other hand, he didn't really get anything out of the deal. We, uh, there's people over there who committed murders here. And uh, we, we wouldn't it be nice to get him extradited for justice? Nah, nah. Especially with uh, Miss Asada over there. Uh, she murdered a cop. So I guess that doesn't really matter much to Obama. Well, I mean, what can I say? He didn't try to get her back. So. Yeah, we'll just move on, won't we? Oh, and by the way, uh, refugees coming from Cuba, sorry, but uh, you're probably going to get deported now. Uh, you used to have uh, some favoritism there, but of course, Obama just doesn't see that as, as fair. But of course, he'll declare people coming across the Mexican border as refugees if necessary in order to get them in here and sort of you know, ask backwards, give them some amnesty without actually calling it amnesty. So he'll do that. But if you're from Cuba, well, you're the type of Latino that he's not interested in. Right. Yeah, because uh, Cubans just aren't that eager to vote Democrat for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. So no value to you there. Uh, he claims he uh, stopped Iran from getting a nuclear weapon without firing a shot. Uh, except the AP just recently reported that, uh, yeah, we're shipping tons of uranium to Iran. <laughs> so he didn't do jack squat with Iran. Uh, they will get the bomb. Uh, sorry, that's probably the worst news to come out of this. Uh, but, uh, gee, maybe, maybe, maybe Iran will change. Yes, this is a regime that uh, calls for the extermination of the Jews. Uh, you see, because they don't believe in the first attempted extermination. Yeah, they don't think the Holocaust happened. And that's the type of guys that uh, uh, Obama respects. So, uh, yeah, and then the gay rights and whatever. Well, he didn't really do anything. Uh, he suddenly turned, changed his mind. By the way, uh, yeah, he was an anti-gay marriage when he was elected president. But it's funny how nobody on the left held him uh, accountable for that. And and then he suddenly changed his mind. You want to know why? Because he ran out of campaign money destroying Mitt Romney. Uh, and he actually had to take out, I think it was like $56 million uh, loan from a bank. So and he needed extra cash from donors. So he had to go back to the well. And uh, so he went to Hollywood. And uh, boy, you really had to give him something. All of a sudden, he evolved and believes in gay marriage. Of course, he didn't really do jack squat about it. That was uh, uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy on the court. Uh, because he did his little poem about love, and that decided that, uh, yeah, gay marriage is legal all this time, even though he didn't refer to any statute. Of course, that was interesting, because uh, John Roberts voted against that, but uh, John Roberts didn't use the statute when he saved that piece of crap uh, Affordable Care Act, <laughs> but just suddenly deciding uh, the penalty is actually a tax when the law doesn't say it's a tax, so... Just made it up out of thin air. So I don't know how you could be uh, opposed to this little made-up law, too, since it's not based on any statute either. Oh, well, whatever. Gay marriage is done. Obama had nothing to do with it. Uh, the health insurance, of course, was one of his great, like I said, but uh, there it was. It was forced on people. And that's uh, <laughs> just, why is that so great? And, of course, he lied. It was supposed to have all these savings. We were going to save uh, 2500 a year. <laughs> that never materialized. You could keep your doctor and your plan. No, you can't. And then he lied about that he had ever said it. Of course, he did. YouTube it. It's there. Uh, and uh, so, he, so he just lied that through. And it's, it's a piece of crap. And he says it lowered costs. It didn't. They're skyrocketing. The premiums are terrible. And uh, if, if Trump does nothing, it's still going to collapse. So how about that? Huh? That's not much of an uh, achievement to cheer about. But, of course, he's a liar, so he'll just do it anyway. Uh, he says race relations have improved. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Yeah, and we haven't been attacked by any terrorists. 
<laughs> Boy, how about that, huh? So we can just forget all about San Bernardino and Boston, because in Obama's world, it never happened. And uh, Fort Hood, uh, well, not a foreign terrorist, but a man certainly influenced by foreign terrorist uh, ideals. But that doesn't count. And Obama still doesn't say that that was a terrorist attack, because... Uh, it was uh, the guy had troubles at work or some crap. Yeah, yeah, let's just insult all those people. Yeah, and they're still not getting their benefits for combat uh, uh, injuries. Because again, Obama just magically declares it's not combat. How about that, huh? What a great guy. Yeah, he was going to close Gitmo, which he never did. And it's just as well he didn't. But he said he would do it at the end of his uh, first term or first year, I believe. But anyway, neither of that happened. And he's going out. So now he's just going to release them all. And uh, any people they kill. Yeah, Obama, that blood is on you. Pretty stupid. But then, of course, you know most of the media will not portray it as such. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, that little snotty deal he did with uh, Israel there, which I talked about in earlier episodes. So, what a class act, huh? Yeah, well, uh, you know what the sad thing is about Obama? Is uh, what he could have been, you know? He really could have been quite the unifying guy, because he certainly his presidency will always represent that, yes, a black man can be president. And uh, the idea that uh, racism is so systemic and uh, institutionalized in this country that you just can't make it, that's bullshit. Barack Obama proved that. Just acknowledging that and and truthfully acknowledging it uh, could have gone so much better, but uh, he really didn't. Because uh, acknowledging something like that would be detrimental to the pursuits of the Democratic Party. So, uh... What a missed opportunity all that was. Oh, well, life goes on, huh? It goes on with Trump. Oh, Red, what are you doing here this late? I just thought I'd hang around. Yes, and so did I. Oh, good Lord, having to sit through that tripe. Now you owe me my, my, my essay on a farewell to one of the greatest, most fabulous first ladies we've ever had, Michelle Obama. Well, we're running late on the clock there, Lefty, so better get to it. All right, all right, all right, here it goes. How shall I count the ways of the wonders of Michelle? Yes, yes. I, I, you know, every time I think of her, I can't help but recall the Beatles song, Michelle by Bell. Yes, yes, because she is truly a goddess of America. What is that? You're playing, don't play this song. I'm not finished. I, this is outrageous. I, no, <laughs> Sorry, you, Lefty, you're but, just you know, not being fair. Up. Jeez, Jeez, you talk oh, too long. Oh, no, you're always doing this to me. Oh, this, boy, this, boy. It's breaking me. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. We're not going to touch it. We're going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kind of let it spread. And I think exactly going to let it spread like the poo it is.